So it was a perfect uh, uh, seller to buy from. And uh, when we bought those properties and uh, I started going with him to the office, I decided to manage myself, though at that time I was managing uh, one laundromat and a gas station. <laughs> but I decided to uh, manage myself to learn the business. So I started going to office uh, with him. After 10 days, I realized that he was old school. He was doing everything with pen and pencil. He was spending a lot more time there that I would have. I didn't have that much time. So after 10 days, I did let him go. Welcome to Real Estate Deal Closers with Annette Talee, where we focus on the deals. Our guests are real estate closers who will share in detail the whole process from finding a deal to closing it, as well as strategies and tips to help you do the same. Here's your host, Annette Talee. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Deal Closers. I am your host, Annette Talee, and my guest today is KK Singh. Welcome, KK. Hello, Annette. How are you today? I am super excited to have you here on the show. Your resume is impressive. So I just want people to, to you know, learn a little bit about you and learn from you and, you know, all that you have done in, in real estate. So let me tell you guys a little bit about KK. Uh, he's a Microsoft certified system engineer turned a successful entrepreneur and multifamily uh, multi-business owner, owning multiple gas stations and convenience stores, a laundromat, an event center, 40 single family homes, and around 2,914 units as a GP and LP. Uh, he has indicated deals in various locations in the U.S. Uh, he owns various agricultural, commercial, residential properties in India, and he has 10 years of experience uh, in India, 19 years of business experience in the U.S., and always seeking expansion opportunities. He is always interested in new investment opportunities, networking, and partnering with like-minded entrepreneurs. And just to give you a little bit on the numbers, because when I was reading res your resume, I was super impressed. He owns eight gas stations, one laundromat, an event center, uh, 40 um, single-family homes, and 2,764 um, LP, you invested in as a limited partner in 2,764 uh, units across 60 states, and you are a GP, a general partner in 591 units in Texas, Kentucky, and Georgia. That's amazing. Uh, but tell me, how did you get into real estate? Well, first of all, thank you, Anit, for having me. It's uh, my honor to be on your show. So it was by accident. I got uh, into real estate by accident because I had been in other businesses for about 20 years now. Um, my resume is about a year old, I guess. <laughs> so um, I've been in gas station business and I had some other businesses as well. Never thought of being in the real estate, but I was offered a portfolio of 33 single family homes about 20 miles from my home. Uh, they were within five miles radius and I was offered by a um, landlord who was 82 years old and he wanted to get out of this business and he he's tried to sell those to me, uh, those 33 houses since I had never done this before. So I asked for 24 hours uh, to think about it. So he said, yeah, uh, go ahead and think about it. And, uh, and I said, why don't you sell it to someone else? I, I have never done this. And he said, I sold them twice, but they couldn't get financing. And I know you can get financing. So I want to sell it to you. So Amazing. that's how, that's how he offered me. And he also offered me to uh, work with me for a whole year and also do the self-financing. Okay. And, That's and amazing. What, so for people that don't know, how does seller financing work? The seller financing means, so I didn't have to put any money down. That was my condition. Uh, uh, first, actually, in the end, we ended up uh, going with the bank because uh, 
one side decided to buy his properties and his son said, you're not out of the game yet since you're doing self, uh, you're doing self-financing. So why don't you have them go to the bank and get a loan? And he reached out to me and he said, why don't you go to the bank and get a loan? I said, I will. Uh, but in return of uh, going to the bank and getting a loan from the bank, which we had a good reputation with the bank and they financed the whole portfolio. I got one house for free. So I said, okay, now you're changing terms. So you have to give me one house for free and I can go to the bank and get a loan. <laughs> All right. So we, I guess we're going to talk on detail about this a little bit later when we go through the deal. Right. Uh, but that is awesome. You know, I think, uh, you know, did, did you know this person before he offered you the portfolio or it was like a new contact that somebody referred to no, you? No, I, I had known him for the last about 15 years because he, he's from our community. We, we went to the same church and actually he offered me this portfolio at the church. Oh, amazing. All right. Yeah. So, it, you know, that tells me that you shared with people what you did, uh, that you were a business person. And he knew, like he said, like, I know that you can probably get the financing. So yeah, very important. 15 years. Yeah, very important to share with people um, what you do. The Deal. All right. So let's talk about the deal. Okay. So what's the deal that we're going to talk about today? What's the type of asset, A, B, C, D, and what's the location? So that is a small town uh, about 20 miles from my home. So he had these properties for a long time. He, he and his uh, sons, they had a lot of properties in that town. Some of them he had sold and he, he offered it to his sons and his sons are like electrical engineer, doctor. They didn't want to get all his portfolio. And because he was managing his, uh, all his son's properties as well. Mm -hmm. So how many, how many units total was he managing? About hundred. A hundred. And he was already 81. Yeah, he was already 81. He, he and his wife were both managing and they were, were going to work at nine. They had an office there. They were going to work at nine in the morning and uh, staying there uh, for a whole day, coming back home five or six o'clock, waiting wow. for people to come and pay their rents, etc. So uh, his sons, they didn't want to get into this business. They were only in this business. They don't own these properties because their dad was, that mom and dad was uh, in the business and they were doing the property management. So they declined the offer. So he had to sell those properties. So he offered them to me. Awesome. And were they in a B class or A class area? They, they were C class, old, older houses. They were almost all of them were rented and uh, there wasn't much deferred maintenance either because they took care of their houses and they had owned those houses for a lot of, lot and lot of years. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That is the yeah. perfect uh, portfolio that you want to find, right? That C-class asset that it doesn't need a lot of the uh, maintenance that is being kept up. Awesome. All right. So. Uh, we already know how you found the deal. It was a person that you knew already uh, from church. So let's talk about the price. What was the price that he offered to you? And what was the actual price that you bought it for? Um, I, I don't feel comfortable uh, going over the actual numbers. Okay. But I can tell you that uh, the price was really good. He gave us a really good deal. Otherwise, I wouldn't have uh, been in real estate. So I couldn't decline the deal because he had all, already wasted so much time offering that deal to two different people. So he didn't want to waste any more time. He gave me a really good deal. And on top of that, he gave me uh, uh, one house for free. And he offered me a one year of uh, training as well. Amazing. And so that was, that was a, all over. I would say that was a great deal for me. And uh, the, the rents were below market because uh, he didn't want his vacant houses. He had no late fees. He would listen to tenant stories and, the, and uh, he didn't increase their rents for a long time. And there were people 
for five years, even more than five years, tenants uh, living in his houses. Right. So, you know, if he owned the, the properties for a long time, that meant that he had a lot of equity. Even if his rents were low, he was still making money because he bought the properties for a lot less. Um, so, but for a new owner, you got to kind of bring those uh, properties um, back to market. So how was the transition? Um, once you took over, you had to probably change a lot of the, the, the management style that you had versus what he was doing, you have to change. So walk so, me a little bit through that process. Okay, first of all, his houses were paid off. They were totally paid off. <clears throat> so he wasn't, he wasn't after money or anything. So it was a perfect uh, uh, seller to buy from. And uh, when we bought those properties and uh, I started going with him to the office. I decided to manage myself, though at that time I was managing uh, one laundromat and a gas station. <laughs> but I decided to uh, manage myself to learn the business. So I started going to the office uh, with him. After 10 days, I realized that he was old school. He was doing everything with pen and pencil. He was spending a lot more time there that I would have, I didn't have that much time. So after 10 days, I did let him go. Oh, you fired the owner. <laughs> yep. I, I said, uncle, we call him uncle. I said, uncle, this is not the way I would manage my houses. I, I want to use technology and uh, I don't want to spend that much time. I, I have other businesses to take care of. So after 10 days, I did let him go and I told him that I'll call you when I need your help. Uh, but I'll take care of it myself. Awesome. So, and, and that's very important, right? Because you still had him to ask all kinds of questions, but now you could implement your own systems. Yes. Yes. Since it was all old school and he was doing this for all his life, he didn't even know how to tax at that time. <laughs> so I, I said, no, I'm not going to be doing this way. And uh, I'm, I'm going to change the ways we do business. And uh, so I, I moved everything online. So I checked several property management softwares and decided to go with buildium.com. Awesome. And uh, we went with buildium. I uploaded all my uh, data to buildium.com and I did a thorough research of the platform. I learned from their university, they have a university, online university. So I thought, learned it thoroughly. So after about 10 days, I was totally paperless. Wow, that's amazing. And I did this for five years. I was totally paperless. I was signing leases uh, uh, without paper. I was uh, giving them notices without paper. Everything I was doing paperless. And how did the tenants react? Because sometimes you have a push, right? Like they don't want to do it. I get all the time when I inherit tenants, oh, I don't have an email. No, I don't do stuff online. And, you know, how did you handle this? Well, there was only one person. She's, and she had been there for five years. She was an older lady, a real nice lady. And uh, she's the one said, I can handle that. <laughs> and all others I trained them. I had little, this program has little videos. I texted them to watch the video, how to pay online and how to, it was pretty easy. That's and awesome. That's for, awesome. For so you of, trained them, right? Yes, because they, they, the platform has videos. So I, I texted them videos to watch these videos uh, when I signed a lease or to the uh, other tenants that I took over. I also, uh, send them an email from the system and a letter from the system. So I didn't have to go to the post office just from the system with the links so that they can click those and learn that. And it is very, very uh, user friendly. So they could pay their rents with the tax. They could complain if they had a faucet leak or any problems, they could do it through the system on the, on their portal. So I created their portal, sent them an email link. I, for some, initially, for some of the, my tenants, I created their emails so that they can emails. I gave them a password. Okay, this is where you can go to the portal and look. 
and you they, it is so user friendly that they could do everything from the phone and a lot of my tenants didn't have have computer they had on phone only so they could do uh, everything it was little uh, time consuming up front but it was lot easy rest of the time and with my new tenants i always had them okay you have to have a email for both of you and you have to have a portal and that's how they signed up that's how i did the screening and it was all online screening they had to answer some questions and uh, smart move would send me uh, those reports uh, with the whether i accept or reject their applications so they were sending me applications online everything was online excellent yeah that's amazing and and i think that's the little bit of the trade off when you are implementing new systems it's always going to take you a long time at the beginning but you are going to say so much time on the back end that it's worth uh doing it and spending that time at the beginning and, and i like what you said like you train your tenants and i think that's so important when you're taking new tenants uh, and not only for the technology um you know you are training them to react the way you want them to react like you know you need an email you need to create an email or you need to pay on time otherwise you're going to get a late fee and i think it's a little bit of a training process for for the tenants because they are used to doing it in a different way they are they were probably used to paying late with no fees and now you were implementing late fees and and, and your systems um so it there was probably like a transition time for all these to to start working properly the way you were ambitioning it yes and uh, i since i am computer savvy so i had some things on my side as well so if they would forget the uh, website address so they would ask me or call me or text me so i had i had created shortcuts on my icloud on my phone or computer wherever so i use all those shortcuts so that i don't have to type the whole thing so if they needed a website i would just type three words and send them a text if they if they need anything else i would i have a lot of shortcuts that i can remember only three words if somebody needs my email or somebody needs to go do a application so i would type only three words and it would send a text i love it i do that and i am surprised how many people don't know how to do that like i have and i do that for my property management as well you know for everything that i need to send people i have a three letter shortcut and i just type ttt and the whole thing goes out it's yep. amazing so if you haven't done that research shortcuts on your phone yeah i have i have had them i've been using them for a long time but i implemented this for my property management as well and also one thing i i i noticed here i go to a lot of uh, Uh, meetings uh, now virtual events but live events also a lot of people you i mean this is a technology world now a lot of people don't have the like a e business card nobody wants to keep gathering business card people are asking for a business card business card so i i have a business online business card and even at um, uh, this virtual <clears throat> money raising uh, summit I sent a lot of people my business card. I just and I have created a shortcut for that too. M M B C. So I just typed and put it in the chat, and it it has my phone, fax, email, and WhatsApp number, our website, everything on that uh, e business card. It's so easy to exchange. All you can need to send print my business card and text. Absolutely. So when you are in a in a right now with COVID, everything is online. But when you are person to person, you can also transfer that card to the other person, right? Yeah, yeah. You can text it. You can WhatsApp, WhatsApp, send it through an email. There are several ways to communicate that. Send it, and so we don't have. I'm a I'm a great user of paper. I don't <laughs> like to waste paper. I for even my notes, etc. I use these papers. If, if I have to get a quick note, so I use the back side of these. Oh my goodness, we so are similar. Save, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm kind of a, a everything online person, paperless. So I don't like to use papers. So when you can do use the technology, I mean, at our event hall, my sales staff they had 
these yellow slips everywhere on the walls, on the notice board, on their desk. So I said, why do you, I mean, they're young girls, eight, 20, 30 uh, years. I said, why, why are you using all these? Uh, she said, oh, so that we can remember. I said, there is a app in the, uh, every computer where you can use and they're nicely st stacked up on your uh, desktop. You can go through them uh, one at a time and you can delete some, you can add some, and, and instead of all this mess here, so why don't you go ahead and do it? So I installed that app on all our computers and they're using now. So I, I, I'm a kind of a paperless guy. <laughs> awesome, I love that. All right, so let's go back to the deal. So, you know, walk us a little bit about the funding and the financing, because you started with uh, owner financing, but then you had to get a loan. So tell uh, tell the audience how how did that work? Um, well, I went to first of all, I went to my bank, and uh, <clears throat> a lot of banks have those uh, ten properties rule, mm -hmm. and my my bank had that ten properties rule, and I didn't want to have four different companies to handle, so I decided to go with only one. And I went to two other banks and uh, asked for a loan and they both approved me. So I went ahead and picked up the, uh, the better deal out of those. And uh, at that time, we didn't know much about these loans either. We had, <clears throat> we had the loans for, for our properties on uh, gas station properties and other businesses, but we, we never had this uh, real estate loans. So we, and they gave us a choice of 10 year and 15 year. So we chose 10 years because mm -hmm. we thought, okay, we can pay them as quickly as possible. Right. And, and when you were talking about the 10 uh, maximum rule, you were talking about conven uh, conventional loans, right? Versus doing a portfolio loan, which you can get all the properties into one loan. Loan. Yeah, it's a commercial, it was a commercial portfolio loan. So both banks approved us uh, for a commercial and they gave us a 10 year option and 15 year option. And I didn't know that we, at that time, I didn't know that we need to go for a longer term so that we can have more cash flow. But our focus was, okay, we can do a 10 year and we'll pay off these properties as soon as possible. So that was a, a good experience, but it wasn't too difficult because uh, I am pretty organized. So I had all the, my, tax returns and everything, my financials and everything on Evernote. So I shared with the bank and they downloaded all from there. I just had to send them one email. Wow. Amazing. <clears throat> amazing. I did see on your bio that you are an expert on Evernote. Yes, I'm an Evernote consultant. Awesome. So, though I don't try to make money off it, but I just liked Evernote so much. So I, I started to, I decided to do a certification on that. And I did that, I think about 10 years ago in 2011, nine years ago. Wow. Excellent. All right. So we know how, so what's the exit strategy for these 40 units? Well, first of all, we, we already sold those. Okay. So that was <laughs> selling was, okay. So was that init the initial plan of it or did that come because of uh... opportunity? opportunity no we we didn't have an exit plan at all so we were thinking of uh, keeping those houses for a while and uh, just bring instead of me managing those just because i had learned all that and just bringing up my third party property management to manage those houses instead of me managing and uh, my my purpose was done because i wanted to learn the business and in the very first year i realized that uh, this is something that we shouldn't be doing <clears throat> because uh, uh, I realized the benefit of the multifamily. So on the very first year, I started investing in multifamily as a limited partner while I was managing those properties and also started learning. And I want to add, before I get to the exit, I want to uh, add something. After I bought... Uh, the landlord's uh, property. So his son came to me after about a year and he offered me his seven houses. Okay. 
so <clears throat> i he wanted more money obviously than his dad because his dad wanted to get out of anyways so we offered him some extra more money than than the price and in the meantime we knew what's going on and we had executed our business plan we had raised the rents on so i i knew that that was a profitable to buy his houses so in the meantime we started flipping houses in the very first after our very first year so we had the team in place and everything so we started flipping houses so we flipped about four houses and realized that this is not something for us because we were we ended up paying we we flipped four houses in the very first year, first year and uh, ended up paying all 50% of our income to the government so i decided not to do that instead i moved on to multifamily so i bought seven properties uh, actually i bought one house at an auction and used that house as collateral to buy his son's uh, seven houses oh wow so we didn't have to put a penny from our pocket we just used that house because the appraisal of that house came about the double the price that we bought it and right. uh, we bought those seven houses and used that house as a collateral <clears throat> excellent it's for the down payment for the down payment oh, amazing all right so, so that that's a, an awesome strategy where you you know buy something cheap fix it up i don't know if you fix it up or if it was already a good price but then the the profit from that house you put it into the next property so you are not spending any money out of pocket yep yep we used that house as a collateral as a down payment to buy his son's seven houses so we didn't have to put any money from our pocket other than just buying that house at the uh, auction uh, for cash mm-hmm. and that house was uh, actually renovated recently renovated in really good shape the only thing we had to do is because the pipes were burst in, in the crawl space so we had to run new uh, all the new piping Mm-hmm. we spent about i think 2500 and it doubled the price the appraisal came double than what we bought it wow and Impressive. we used that to buy buy those seven houses <laughs> and, and what was the time frame of that uh six months fr- <laughs> between uh, when you bought it and when you appraised it again no it was about two months wow impressive yeah, yeah. and i i rented that house for 760 dollars um and actually i i can share that i bought that for 23000 and you put 2500 on it so about 26000 dollars on that house and rented for 760 dollars wow and its appraisal came at 56000 wow impressive yep <laughs> yeah that's the dream the dream deal right you buy it for very cheap and then you can um you reappraise it and it, you know you take all your money out and and buy the next all right so let's get to the to the um, exit the, strategy okay. so what was the opportunity well it was a it wasn't a strategy it was just an opportunity so there was a 20 unit uh, multifamily in the same market up for auction and uh, i just thought okay i I'm, i'm i have a business here why don't i buy that 20 units and this was uh, last year end of last year so i i registered for the auction it was an auction so i registered for the auction i went for the auction and uh, i decided okay i'm going to pay 55 for this maximum 55 per unit for this property and uh, there was somebody who was bidding against me and he bidded me out at i stopped at 55 uh, so actually we we decided at 50 but i went up to 55 <laughs> so i was bidded out at 55 and he still kept bidding on that property and somebody else jumped in so he went all the way to 62000 on per unit on a 20 uh, unit uh, property and that was i think about 2000 year 2000 uh, built so it was a nice property all rented so when we walked out 
I asked him and he was sitting uh, a little away from me. But uh, I, I, when we walked out after the auction, I asked him, what, what are you thinking when you are bidding? You're bidding in this town for 62,000. And he said, my numbers worked. He said, and he had, uh, I didn't know at that time that he owned some properties uh, in that town also. And he was from Michigan. And uh, he said, my numbers worked. I said up to 62,000 and somebody bought the, that property at 65,000. So I said, at 62,000, your numbers worked? He said, yes. I said, I have got 40 single family houses. Would you be interested in buying those much cheaper than those? And he said, yeah, I can take a look. And um, I said, fine. I gave him my card, my e-card that I talked about. Mm -hmm. So I just texted him my e-card. And I received an email from him asking for uh, some information. So I sent him, it, it's a lot easy to send for, through the building. I sent him what he asked for. He asked for three things, rent roll and uh, financials and, and a couple of other things. So I sent him the same night and I received a long list of items from him in the morning. So he asked for so many other things. And I called him in the evening after five and I texted him first and uh, he said, I'll be available at five o'clock. I said, I want to talk to you. And I called him after five and I told him, this is my price. If you want that, all that information that lets you send me about 15, 20 items, send me a LOI. I, I just don't want to waste my time and your time. If you are interested in our properties, I, I sent him a list of properties as well. And uh, send me a LOI this is what I'm going to take least. And see, he sent me a LOI in a couple of days with a 25,000 check uh, as earnest money. Right. So I was happy to send him all that information. And I was really excited that, uh, and, and I got the asking price. I, I might have sold even cheaper than those, maybe not because we, we had no intention of selling those. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, finally uh, he, he did the inspections. He did got the appraisals done. He got the loan approved and everything. And in the meantime, COVID came. Oh no. Yeah. So COVID started, he got a little nervous, but everything was done. He had walked the properties and he, he had uh, done all his due diligence, bank approved the loan. Everything was done, but in the meantime, he got a little nervous. I, I thought, okay, now I don't think he's going to close. And since we had sold them, I was excited to close. So, and also we were in the meantime looking for some multifamilies to do a 1031 exchange. So we right. were watching yeah. those properties and... Uh, he, he called me one day and he said, can you give me a 30 day extension? So that struck my mind that he is trying to get out of the deal. Right. And we had an agreement in the PSA that uh, all his money is going to be returned. And so I had to return the earnest money to him, which I could, I mean, because that was our agreement. Mm -hmm. And the money was still in the escrow. It, I didn't cash it or anything. So it was in the escrow. So uh, I said, you have loan approved. You have done the inspection. You have done all your due diligence. The company is ready to close. The title company, because title company had the escrow. So they were ready to close. So why don't you close? He said, I wanted to take a look. I said, I'll give you one year of insurance free. So I bought him one year of insurance free if you close them uh, in seven days. Because I had talked to the bank, I had talked to the title company and I, I knew everything is ready, he's just scared. So I offered him one year of insurance which costed me about $28,000, but he closed in a week. 
Amazing. So, so sometimes make... you just need to do that little extra bonus, right? To make Correct. the deal done, to get the deal Correct. done. Correct. Because I didn't want to, it was asking price. I didn't want to drop that deal. So I had to take some action, offer him a, a one year of insurance for all my houses. So we sold our houses in five years, 10x our money. I can, I can give you that number. Mm -hmm. We 10x our money in less than five years, one month, less than five years. Wow. Amazing. So what did you buy after? What did you do with this money? What type of property did you get? We bought that property back here. Amazing. We could not do a 1031 exchange. The reason we couldn't do a 1031 exchange was I wanted to do something larger property because since I have been in larger properties and my son-in-law, because my daughter was partner with me on those houses and my nephew was a partner, we, we looked at some properties and on one of them, we had put an LOI as well but the owner passed away because of the corona. Oh, no. It was a 103-unit property here. Uh, so we decided to buy that property. We did put an LOI, and uh, we actually got the LOI back with the counter offer. So we, we sent it again. And uh, in the meantime, the, uh, the owner passed away, and his wife and son took some time. And in the meantime, we had expired our time limit. Oh. So the 45 days limit, we had expired on that. So we decided to uh, do something else by some other business. My son and my son-in-law and my nephew already wanted to buy some business instead of putting money in passive investments. So, but I went ahead and invested my money in this property. Amazing. So it was a progression, right? You started yes. with the single families, you learned the business. And I think that that is so important uh, when you're starting a new business and it could be any kind of business. You were there doing the work because that way, once you hire property management, you knew exactly what to expect and how to handle things. Correct. And I, I think, I, yes. I went from by step by step mm -hmm. rather than jumping to the top. I went by step by step. And I love that because, you know, you hear sometimes um, people say, just go big, just go big. But, you know, I feel that, you know, I like to learn before, like I like to to learn it before I, I jump super big. Like I need to know the basics so that I can grow. And so that's that's amazing. I love, love, love your story. Productivity hack. So, you know, we've been talking about, uh, you know, how you have different businesses and how, you know, you went paperless. So I want, I want you to, to give me your productivity hack. What is that one thing that you have done in your business that has helped you grow uh, your business? Well, uh, again, comes back to Evernote. I use Evernote. And since I'm a, I, that I certified uh, as a consultant in Evernote, I have been using Evernote for all my business. It helped me a lot. So tell me a little bit, because I remember downloading the app Evernote and thinking that is awesome, but then I never used it. Uh, I used it for a little bit. So tell us, what do you do with Evernote? Like, you know, give us a little bit of a, an explanation of, of what is it? Okay. It's a, it's a, I can spend another 45 about, <laughs> but it's a, to, in a nutshell, it's like a cloud space but you can do a lot more. You can email emails into it. You can drop uh, documents into it. You can put reminders, put them in a shortcut. <clears throat> and then you can, you can share information from Evernote to your partners. You can have, you can do a chat within. So it's like, it's like a lot of other cloud spaces plus uh, Slack, some kind of productivity that you can use. So it's a combination of a lot of other applications. I, I use all other technology as well. I use CRM, marketing, emails, Slack, and everything else. But um, Evernote is my favorite. 
Right. So it, use... it seems like it's like a like a Google Drive or a Dropbox, but with a com communication component and and you can also email from it. A lot of lot of things you can do it. You can email from it. You can email into it. You can take a picture. You can scan a paper. It goes. Everything goes. Keeps going into it. And I use that. I use I use Google Drive. I use OneDrive. I use Dropbox. But I use this for everything. For my gas station business, for my laundry business, for my all my corporations, taxes, everything. So. If I if somebody I need to send my taxes off all my companies, so I have, I have a total of twenty six companies. Amazing. So I I have put them in the Evernote. All I have to do is share the link. Right. So you create different folders for each of your companies, and then you just basically you are storing everything in that cloud. Everything space. in that you you can use tags, you can use folders, you can use tags. So it's it's awesome. I would say it's awesome. Oh, my question was, do you have anything on your on your actual computer or did you just only do it online? No, I do it everything online. Because that's one that's one of my fears. Like I want to go paperless, I want to go online and I'm starting to set up that system, but I I'm always fear like what if I don't have internet access then I don't have access to anything. Well, you have so many you have a, a phone you have a phone, you can access through the phone, you can access through the iPad, you can access it to different computer. So if, if let's say something goes wrong with my router here, I still have a phone that I can connect to the computer and, and uh, use my hotspot to pull my files, send emails or whatever. Right. I mean, if, if everything goes down, who knows then? Right. Then, Even if you had it in your computer, you cannot send it out if everything goes down, right? You will have it, but you cannot share it. Correct. Correct. All right. You won't be, you won't be able to access it because it's in the cloud. <laughs> right. All right. That's awesome. I'm going to look into it again because I remember when I downloaded, and this is like five years ago, um, I put it on my phone and I thought this is really cool, but I just didn't, you know, didn't have a business then. So I didn't really you know, look any farther. Actually, right. I have I have done a few webinars about Evernote to teach other investors to use oh, it. I'm going to look it up for sure. I'm going to make a note to look up the Evernote webinar. Is it on? Um, oh, no, YouTube? it's not. It, there was no recording. Oh, was, I didn't record it. All right. Well, I'm going to hit you up then. <laughs> yeah. Expert tips. All right, so let's talk about uh, your the three expert tips. So tell me, uh, what do you want to talk about today? Well, I already talked about one. I think uh, that is one expert. And uh, another, um, a lot of people call me about underwriting their deals mm -hmm. to take, take a look at the underwriting. I, I do, I have spent a lot of time underwriting the deals as well, learning how to underwrite, how you can change. I, I, I see a lot of underwriting so I can see, okay, how they played with the numbers to make a, a bad deal look good. Mm -hmm. So I, I can, I, I'm good at underwriting. I, actually, I am good at numbers. All kind of numbers. I'm. My son always says that your math is awesome. So I, 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 I try to look at those numbers very closely. That's another my expertise. Uh, for anything, I have even for my laundromat, I have created an Excel sheet uh, where I can uh, look at the numbers of the bar machine aisles and all graphs and everything. And, and I have done advanced Excel as well. So I, I look at those, uh, I, I can look at the numbers really good in a visual uh, way. Awesome. Uh, so, rather... so what would you say would be like the, the three main things that you do when you are taking over a business? It could be um, a gas station or it could be your, even the multifamily. Like what are the three main things that you do um, when you acquire a business? Okay, uh, again, first of all, about the gas stations, I, I have been doing this for 20 years. I can look at the dumpster and tell you how much this gas station is worth. 
Wow. <laughs> because from the dumpster, you have a pretty good idea how much stuff they are getting. Wow. So you, you look much, at the volume. What's the volume they are selling? Volume. So volume. And when you are at the property, you're looking at the dumpster. You are obviously looking at the building, etc. as well. But they, from the dumpster, I can have an idea how much the sale is of the property, how much the return. So I have that in my mind, how to look at those. So same thing I am applying to the multifamily as well. The When when you go to the property, you look at some other stuff. So you definitely look at the numbers, et cetera, upfront before you even go to the property. But when you go to the property, you can see, okay, this, this is, does this neighborhood have that kind of pricing? 80,000 a door. Mm -hmm. What are the houses look like around the property? What is, what is the area look like? For example, I went to see a property uh, a month ago uh, in, in Anderson, Indiana. And uh, I went to a gas station and he was busy. I wanted to ask him about the neighborhood and he was from our community and he was a little busy. And once he was done, uh, he asked me, how can I help you? I said, okay, I, I learned everything what I wanted to ask you because I own, I own several gas stations so I could f figure out in five minutes what kind of neighborhood is it. <laughs> so the only thing I noticed that he even had those uh, syrups that people add to the coffee inside the bulletproof. So that was a good sign for me not to buy property in this neighborhood. It wasn't a safe property. I mean, he couldn't <laughs> trust the people in the neighborhood for just the setup, how would I trust them to be live on my property? So right. I said, I'm done. I'm not buying this property. I have, I have a similar rule, but it's obviously different. Uh, if I, you know, I'm looking at a property and I don't feel comfortable bringing my kids with me because as a mom, sometimes I have them on the back seat. If yep. I don't feel comfortable, that is not a property for me. And that, yep. that's my rule. And, and you know, it has worked, you know, as long as I can bring my kids, then it's a, it's a good place to, to invest. No, well, that's, that's a good rule too. So I always, I'll always tell people who follow me on my Facebook page or schedule calls with me. I always tell them to invest in themselves before they invest in any real estate. So that means they need to spend time attending these bootcamps, webinars, seminars, reading books, listening to podcasts. Uh, so there's a lot of material. And this, this business is uh, all about networking. Networking with, the, networking with the right people and the learning from them, sharing your experience helps. You don't forget things when you share. So recently uh, I did six months coaching uh, for doctors and nurses. I got done uh, on Thursday was my last class. So that is that way I share my knowledge with other people and learn from them as well. Absolutely. And that's how we uh, got to know each other. I mean, I, I've seen you on Facebook and, you know, in the real estate space uh, for a while, but we were in the same conference and that's how we connected. Yeah. And, you know, I have connected with so many people at, at these conferences that have so much knowledge and they love to share. Uh, so the, for the people that are starting, um, you know, I think real investing, real estate investing, the community is very open and very willing to help if you put the work right? So I, it, it is amazing, you know, what you learn and the connections you make on all these conferences. So I totally agree with you. Yeah. And also the beauty of this uh, business is that nobody is your competition. You can partner with them exactly. and you don't have to, you don't have to do any, everything yourself. So I, yeah, that's like an amazing point that you're bringing in. You don't have yes. to do everything. You don't have to do everything. So my specialty, I, I'm, I'm on most of the deals I am on. Uh, my specialty is uh, um, raising capital. So and and doing asset management. So I sit on weekly calls. I have learned so much, and I have done my asset man management on my properties as well. Um, uh, so. I have a lot of experience how to handle with the 
contractors, what things you need to write down and how to get the done and uh, how to pay them and how to have them sign those documents and everything. So I don't, I don't find deals. I don't call brokers. I don't, I don't uh, source deals. I don't underwrite them initially. I do underwrite them when I want to get on the deal. So basically I'm getting on the deal when it's already under contract. Mm -hmm. So I, had, I don't have to do most of the stuff. So you can do whatever you are good at. So if you're good at uh, sourcing deals, underwriting deals and uh, bringing them under contract, do that. Have other people raise the money for you, have other people do the asset management. So the beauty of this uh, industry is that you don't have to do everything and nobody is your competition. You can bring them as partners. Absolutely. I love that. All right, KK, this has been amazing. I love your journey and thank you for sharing it with everybody. So tell everybody how they can find you. What's your social media, your website? They can find me everywhere. I'm the easiest person to find me. Um, they can find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook group. We have uh, about, I think, 5,300 members on that Facebook group, 10X multifamily investment group. Uh, I think most of the real estate investors are already there. If you are not, uh, go join that group. I am. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm I'm talking to your audience. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, yep, they they can go join that group. Easiest way to find me, uh, or they can grow. Uh, go to my website, growrichcapital.com. Fill in uh, contact information. Get contact with me. Uh, they can go to LinkedIn. I have my phone, cell phone number and my email on, on my profile. They can reach out to me that way as well. So there are several ways to reach out to me. Yeah, I'm the easiest person to get hold. They can go to my calendar uh, on Calendly and book a call with me, whichever works for them. Awesome. I love that. Thank you so much. And if you are liking this episode, don't forget to, to like and subscribe. And, you know, if you are, you're liking the podcast, give us a review on iTunes. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me in it. This was Real Estate Deal Closers with Annette Talee, brought to you by Talee Investments. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Our goal is to provide amazing value on your real estate journey. Connect online at www.taleeinvestments.com, where you can find this episode and more. Did you like this episode? Subscribe, like, and share.